The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Survivor Series 2020. Welcome to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Raj Giri. Here to talk about Farewell Taker. Tonight's the night for real. No tricks, no fakes, no swerves. The last we saw of the dead man, question mark. Uh, <laughs> Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. New Day versus the Street Profits. Traditional Survivor Series matches. Lots to talk about, lots to unpack. To start with, Matt, what would you, uh, you think of the show tonight? I I enjoyed it. I mean, there's parts that disappointed in. But to be fair, like the 5 on 5 girl Survivor Series match, Survivor Series uh, teams match, you know, like I wasn't expecting much, not because the talents aren't amazing, but because they, you could tell they didn't give a crap about this 5 on 5 business. Yeah, you know? Lana, sole survivor. We yeah. predicted, but we kind of yeah. sort of predicted yeah. that. Kind of saw that coming. It's it's like being the world's tallest short person, right? We know that that's that's supposed to be the we were we we, we hooked you guys in. We weren't punishing her. <laughs> we weren't treating her unfairly and piss poorly. We don't do that. We were going somewhere with it. Wrong WWE. Just like you did with Daniel Bryan back 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 in the day when you kept saying follow the storyline, just see where it goes. You don't know. No. You were purposely trying to build, uh, bury Daniel Bryan back then, too. You had no choice. You had to do something with him because there was no more CM Punk. All right? yeah. I'm not going to let them do it again. They are most certainly not, when this all was all set up months ago, to say, let's just start putting her through tables and build all the sympathy on her. And then we're going to push her to the mo- No, no, no. Not buying it. Yeah. It, it was meant for comedy, not to get Lana over as, an, you know, as right. a, a big star. And, um, and yeah, I, I'm with you, Matt. I, I, I think they should do away with these five-on-five five matches. They're completely pointless now. There's no stakes or anything. It's just there. Um, and, yeah, but, but I thought outside of that, Reigns versus Drew was really good. Awesome. Uh, was awesome. Sasha and, versus Asuka. Sasha Amazing. versus Asuka was really good. So the big matches delivered. Uh, Street Profits versus New Day was really good. Yep. So those matches and then the Undertaker farewell, which was a legit farewell. I know a lot of people were... Thinking like the Bray Wyatt was going to show was, up. I kept, <laughs> yeah, waiting. Somebody. I I kept like, saying. No, I'm, I'm not buying the trademark. I'm not buying it. He's coming. He's coming. I thought when he bowed, when he went down on his knee, took a knee, and after Paul Bearer disappeared, boom, that's when it would happen. And Bray yeah. Wyatt was going to be standing there. <laughs> like something crazy like that. Yeah. Brandon Hall is saying, I really thought the show was underwhelming tonight. Even the 30-year goodbye to Taker, so disappointed. I did love the hologram of Paul, but he deserved so much more than this. I don't know what else you can do. I'll tell you what you can do. Well, it was his 30-year anniversary. Yeah, and it's to that character. You, you, not... you, you, yeah, you don't get to plan it around on different times because it's his anniversary. Yeah. But to be fair, I really I felt bad for him. I wish... He was in a real arena with real live fans to emote. 
where they could have emoted to him and he could have emoted right back to them. Yeah. Um, because for years he's protected doing that. And this would have been an opportunity for the guy to long overdue to be able to show his love for these fans right back. Yeah. But we didn't get that. We had the piped in uh, crowd noise. We had the legends who showed up. That was kind of interesting. I mean, the legends showing up and then and disappearing, uh, just disappearing. <laughs> and they didn't like say anything. Like they just came out there to well, pay their the entrance, respects. Their entrance took 29,000 hours. Yeah, <laughs> right. It yeah. was a little weird. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think everyone needed separate entrances. You know, like you could have had a bunch of the guys in the ring already after the Undertaker video package, or you know, do it where the Godwins don't need a you know an entrance. No, no offense, but but you know, regardless, I mean, this was obviously a real thing. Uh, I'm sure Vince just you know the the fact that it's 30 years to that day, and. um Wanted, yeah, Dude, just wanted to do like Vince? a legit retirement ceremony. <coughs> Vince, I'm not saying this to stir the pot or stir up rumors. This is not. He's not done. I don't buy it. I do not. Really? I, don't, I don't. I don't think right now they have anything. But I'm being serious because of now what they can do with technology, and because of how Cena did that match versus Bray Wyatt, and it was very good, and AJ versus Taker, they they can do some very careful editing. And yeah. give us Braver's Taker because I think that's the only guy he'd come back for. It is interesting. I hadn't thought of that. They could literally just say, we're going to do tonight. We got the date. We got the sentiment. We got a hook. And we're just going to ignore all of that shit. Next time no. Saudi Arabia cuts us a check with eight zeros. Uh, or American Badass. They said The Undertaker oh, yes. retired tonight. They're very I specific noticed a- about that. The return of Mean Mark. Of all the people sending him off, we heard nothing from Fred Durst or Kid Rock. So uh, read into that what you will. <laughs> How badass was that video package that they had for him, though? Really good. The, awesome. The, I'll tell you was... what was what, no, it was better. Snoop's Instagram Live with Taker earlier on tonight. That was good. Go back and watch it. If really? I haven't gotten to see it yet. It was very good. I swear to God, it was good. I watched his episode of Hot Ones today, and uh, that was very entertaining. Taker did about six thousand interviews this oh over my the past God. two weeks. He's, He's been all over the place. Yeah, I still need to see the Broken Skull Sessions. Have you guys seen the new one? I no. guess it was released earlier today. It's like yeah. the outtakes or extra. No, clips, no, it's a new right? one. It's a new oh, one. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, real quick, so our, our friend oh, Johnny Hack saying his uh, cat's home doing better. So that's, well, awesome. that's great to hear. And he can do an impression of Paul Bearer, by the way. And hope you are well. That's great, Johnny. Glad your cat Wolverine is doing better. Um, and Matt Wayman saying, Taker's been one of my favorites since 98, but I have to be honest, that farewell sucked. Paul Bearer part was the best. Again, cool. this is this is Undertaker cool. the character retiring, not because me and Mark started <laughs> way before that. Mark Calloway, you know, started in the 80s. So that character, it has to be that character, and that character is not going to do a crazy-ass promo, you know? Right. I, I, I don't think this is it. I, think, I still think, I don't know. Maybe it's wishful thinking. It could be. I don't know. I just have a feeling in my gut there's still something there left. We'll see him again. Well, Roger's saying... I think he's really done. You're saying the character's (laughs) not going to do a crazy-ass promo. Remember Raw 25 and that weird speech he gave? Yeah. 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 But that's what I mean. He wasn't going to go out of character. He was going to be To fit it in his context is very hard to do. Yeah. Uh, Alejandro Villarreal saying the only good thing was Drew versus Roman. I thought Sasha versus Oscar was really no. good. 
there was other good matches. Yeah. Justin Lopez saying, Taker's farewell was a bit anticlimactic. WrestleMania 33 with him leaving the coat and the hat in the ring and being lowered like the Terminator was more emotional. I kind of agree with that. After yes, he lost to Roman. Yeah. Oh, it definitely was. Uh, Jackson what? Collins saying, Glenn, digging the look, bud. <laughs> You well, look. Well, you look like you're going to go painting a, a flower vase or something. I, my hair is just out of control, and I was like, I got to put on a hat tonight. I got. I got to manscape the head. I said. Anyway, 37 years old, 28 year Taker fan. Taker was my childhood till now. Still was emotional. Sadly, wished it was earlier with the live energy from the crowd. But respect to the dead man. Absolutely. And Brett Murphy saying, speaking of Snoop, did you see Sasha's new Instagram pic of her shirt with both Undertaker and Snoop on it? I have not. Yeah. You get you saw I, that? Yeah, they came out with a new line. Snoop uh, collaborated with Undertaker, and they have a really cool T-shirt line of different badass T-shirts. Things I never thought I would have heard. <laughs> Snoop you collaborating watch, with the un- you Undertaker. You gotta watch Undertaker on it with him. It is really good. Yeah, I gotta check uh, it out. It, it's on the site, so I just haven't had cool, time. Definitely a cool side of Undertaker. Now, there was a lot tonight that I really liked. In fact, I was telling Raj before we got on the air that if this pay-per-view had sucked, the Taker Farewell would have far been the standout. But instead, we got two and a half hours of wall-to-wall action, really good matches, um, a lot of development, even with the Survivor Series women's match and a lot of winning. We still saw Bianca looking great. We saw Peyton get some uh, some shine there. I thought there was a lot to like about this. And then to have that take her farewell i'm like oh this is building up to something oh bray's gonna show up what's the swerve what's the crazy thing it just felt like um the energy was gone at that point and i respect the man i love what the man has done for this business but it was just it felt too disjointed from the rest of the pay-per-view for me but if someone told you if someone told you undertaker is really retiring and this is really it when we want to do something for him isn't that exactly how it would have went like what we saw tonight yes Who's ever gone out like this, though, without a farewell match and losing in their farewell match? Well, I mean, you know, they did, as far as a retirement, Paige, you know, due to injury. No, listen, it's limited, Raj. It's very limited. Like, like Ric Flair was able to come back the following night on Raw, right? And everybody had a beer with him in the ring and celebrated with him. You can't do that with Undertaker. He had all his buddies out there, but if you notice, they weren't in the ring with him. Because they're playing, because... I like how he has done this for years, and I respect the hell out of him for it. It's staying true to his character, even on the way out. Right. Uh, your your buddy Bobby Burns is saying, and Nash invited, but no Matt Morgan to take her's farewell. I did. I was happy for Kevin, but in my head, I was like, hmm. hmm. No, no uh, Brock, it, no Cena, no Rock. No Jeff Hardy. I think Jeff Hardy was kind of. Oh, sorry. They, they, they shouldn't have been there. I wouldn't want seeing Cena and Orton there, and 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 even even Kevin to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you just say, "Oh, the WrestleMania opponents," then okay, then the list goes on and on and on. Right. But I thought it was like close friends, BSK, classic matches, McFoley, mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels, Hunter because he's he works there. Um, <laughs> but 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 that's it, right? That that made sense, you know. God, yeah. they, they're all part of the BSK. That made sense. Right. Is, isn't it? I'm oh, sorry. Isn't it weird, Raj? We've talked about this before. Uh, Dallas, I really liked the Shane Taker match. You've always kind of bagged on that one. It's just kind of like it had no point. It had no purpose. But in all of this, uh, that was put over multiple times in the Hot Ones interview. 
they were putting over Shane and Taker. Having Shane come out first tonight, it's interesting <coughs> sam, sort of the sam, historical sam, framing. Sam with the Snoop interview. Yeah. And, and by the way, with Taker and Shane, I, I I did like the stakes and everything. I just thought it was, you know, the, the match itself was, it was way all too long. built around It was all built around that big spot, too, if you guys right. remember. Yeah. Crazy spot. Yeah. Five feet higher than what Mick Foley went off of, quite mm-hmm. frankly. But Mick did a flipping, a front flip bump right? Yeah. off of that thing. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. I was at that WrestleMania. So it was crazy Shane, seeing that. Shane, seeing that Shane, even though Shane was crazy for doing it, he was able to control his jumping and his landing. Mick, not yeah. so much. <laughs> Chris Pantaleo, 499, saying, I was there at Boston Garden in 93, Undertaker, part of Team USA. I was 13, my first WWF live uh-huh. event. He has a larger than life live presence. I don't know what that means. Part of so that was Survivor USA. Series in '93. He was on Lex Luger's team. Remember? Oh, Team USA. Yeah, he was on Team USA. Oh my God! Good. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and Vince McMahon had an American so flag sewed in so, his coat. So weird. I right. Rem- I do remember how weird that felt. Yeah, and Vince McMahon had sewed an American flag. Undertaker told the story later that he just thought it didn't fit his character, so he tore it out and said his dog had gotten it and chewed it out. But if you remember, they still tried to put, like, the the USA stuff all around him and the build to it. It just felt so weird. Undertaker was part of it. Yeah. Oh, man. So, good pay-per-view tonight. A lot that I liked about this. It's just, it's hard to believe it's real. It's like I feel just almost a little sort of, you know, going to be processing this. Do you you know know what would make it feel incredibly real, though, Glenn? What's that? If you started it, <laughs> if you got to the first match, I'm processing Matt Morgan. We all digest our feelings. You're not. You're, you're not emotional. You're not emotional. There wasn't some sob story ending for you to cry over. But go, oh, I'm gonna miss him. We didn't get that. So there ain't really much to really process here, except for we got. We thought we were getting Bray Wyatt. I was at least me personally. I thought so. Think about. I mean, let me just contrast this, okay? When we did WrestleMania in New Orleans and the Taker match, Roman, everyone speculated it was his last match. I think if you go back to that podcast that night, we got it on here, and mm-hmm. it was, that, there was a feeling after that, that this man mm-hmm. is done. This yes. is it. Yes. Put, after which one? Uh, Roman versus oh, yeah. Taker Because he took his gloves off, his jacket off. Yes. Well, that was it. If you watch the last ride, Taker said he thought that was done. he was done. Yeah. So and I'm then just saying, the match sucked, and that got him to come back. I'm just processing the reality of it. It's like, you ever get fired from a job unexpectedly, and you're just like, that really happened today? I woke up, I went to work, I was expecting one thing at the end. Oh, I'm not working here anymore? Okay, I just need, you know, have a beer or two, process this. It's like, Taker's really done. There was no swerve. There was no big surprise. I don't think he's done. <laughs> I mean, I, I do. I do think he's done. But like, do you know what I mean? Like, I think he'll come back for something. Matt's that guy that goes out with you with the drink when you get fired, and he's like, "I don't think you're really done. They're going to reconsider <laughs> no. this decision. They're yes. going to hire you back in a month or two. Yeah. I think." Yes. You know, when Vince, yes. when when Ric Flair retired, uh, Vince was really disappointed when Flair went and wrestled in TNA because mm-hmm. he, he just thought yeah. like he, he was given such a big send off. So I can see Vince not asking Taker again just because he did give that send off and feeling like that was the closure because you know vince really again you watch the last ride you see how much vince loves that character and, and loves the guy how do you okay so how do you know it ain't bray wyatt calling him what's that and how do you know it's not bray wyatt calling undertaker to start the things in motion in his head says no to him first and then like gives it another couple months bray wyatt gets even more white hot somehow and then he's like fuck it i'm doing it we're gonna do a theatrical match <laughs> wrestlemania 45 we're doing it. 
Uh, jo- Johnny Hicks, four ninety nine, saying he was there when Mankind got tossed off the cell two years old. Wow. Oh, parents. T- yeah, that was parents a brutal match. That's questionable decision. <laughs> right. uh, so let's jump in and talk about the show. Matt, I know you just can't wait to talk about the dual brand battle royal on the kickoff show <laughs> that had wow. the Miz win. Okay. I like Miz winning. I just felt uh, like the Miz didn't need to win. He doesn't get anything out of it. He's already okay. a star. But we all always say the same thing. Miz can always take the loss. Nothing bad will happen if he did. You know what I mean? Remember? So it was like, okay, while well, that's true, because he always gets his heat back on the mic the next week, you still got to give him an, I always say the same thing with Jericho. You got to give them a win right. here and there. I don't know. Yeah, but the Battle Royal is not, him not winning the Battle Royal is not a loss either. And you could give it to someone no. like a, uh, you but know, it's Chad a, Gable it's a... or... I mean, he was there at the end. He was, I mean, he was looking good. Maybe not Chad Gable, but... I don't know. Someone like that. Chad Gable <laughs> of the Alpha Academy, which they put over today multiple times. Chad Gable looked a lot like a, a smaller Kurt Angle with that, that gear good. and everything. Yeah. Chad's great. Yeah, he's awesome. He's really good in that ring. She is. I agree. This is much better than Shorty G. So, the men's traditional 5-on-5 elimination match opened the pay-per-view proper. Team Raw, AJ Styles, Riddle, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Keith Lee versus Team SmackDown. Seth Rollins, Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, King Corbin, and Otis. Uh, Team Raw getting a shutout victory here. 5 nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this was one of those cases tonight where they had Raw win more matches, but SmackDown won all the big matches, you know. I would have given this straight up to what's-his-name as a sole survivor. He could have really used it. Um, to Jay? Who? AJ? No. no. Jay Uso? No. Riddle? Braun? No. Sheamus? Otis? No. So, Team Raw? Uh, Team Raw with Keith oh, Lee? Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Yeah. <laughs> That's really bad. He should have been the first name on your tips of your tongue. I just... It's not your fault. It's WWE's <laughs> fault. That's the point. That's my entire point. They've completely yeah. debacled. They screwed this kid so bad. And there's no excuse for it. Yeah. Uh, Tina Miller was saying this match was dumb. <laughs> it wasn't intelligent at all. It was just nothing. Correct. Yeah. Very Tammy's, unintelligent match. Right. Tammy's oh, but come on, tomorrow terrible. night. You know, Riddle's going to be there saying AJ the Skipper brought us to victory. Thank you, Fireface, for making this victory happen. Right. Azel <laughs> Pampa saying they never showed a running score, did they? They didn't this year. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't even mention it. Like, so this many. cares. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, both the Survivor Series matches were just kind of big uh, balls of nothing. Yeah. Of course they were. So, do you want to kind of run through who got no. eliminated? No, not really. <laughs> like, no. Just say who won. Just say who won. No, we so said yeah, who won. On, we said on. Team we, Raw we won. We got to mention this. We got to. We got people yeah, are sitting because... home. Kevin Owens was okay. the first one out, was right. just eliminated like nothing. Um, yeah, well, Seth Rollins sacrificed himself. It's, yeah, Seth. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Seth Rollins was the first one out, just sacrificed himself, just sat in the ring, and then took a bro kick to the face. Uh, Kevin Owens was out next. And then uh, who beat o- Otis? Was it... Uh... Popcorn <laughs> Vendor? <laughs> <laughs> 
Nobody uh, cares. I don't think anybody cares, honestly, because you, we're not going to remember this unless it was something big, like Refrigerator Perry, like pulling Big John Studd out of the ring, you know, something like that, maybe. But I don't think people do people really remember eliminations like yeah, order. Probably not. But at the end, it was down to Jey Uso, who's the last guy against all yeah. five, and then which, he ended up getting pinned which, by Keith Lee. No, let's say that, yeah, because that that sure. that was at least an attempt to shine him up. Yeah. The Seth sacrifice thing was so dumb. Yeah. Like Seth's just leaving, right? This is Seth's paternity yes. leave yeah. exit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Krana Shah saying, he lo- "Oh yeah, Keith Lee had new music again tonight. Yes. It's like the third time in three months, but it, it is much better now." And Kronoshaw saying, love Keith Lee's new music. But to me, I always love the bask in his glory for yes. his limitless lyrics. Your thoughts, guys? I, I agree. I first yeah. thought it was stupid when I first heard it, the very first time I saw Keith Lee on NXT. But then I, it grew on me and I ended up loving it. And then I didn't yeah. want it to go. Sure enough, they made it go. Yeah. Uh, Jacoby Wright pointing out, tonight should have been Retribution versus WWE. If we're if Retribution wanted to control the company, <laughs> oh, revealing God. that Triple H was the leader. If Retribution were a hotter angle, I Jacoby. did think we were going to get something Jacoby. like this tonight. But it's cooled off Jacoby. so much. Jacoby, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? No, they're not even on life support. They are literally dead and they are gone. And they're not coming back. We don't want them back. I think in hologram. Form. Maybe Jacoby means like if they hadn't botched it, like they shouldn't yeah, oh, have botched it and like had kept so it going. We're going to jump into DeLorean four months ago. <laughs> and if we can do that, I'm game because then, yes, that would have made sense. You're correct, Jacoby. If yeah. that was the context you meant, then yeah. yeah. But that is not what's going on. You, I am sorry. They could beat Roman Reigns in five seconds, one of them with their foot on his chest. I will still make the argument. No one's buying it because mm. they're so buried. There is no coming up out of the ground with how buried they are right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Matt Wayman saying, Braun has fell off a cliff. Has he ever yeah. been less interesting? His roar of, we no. need to work as a team, guys, sums it up completely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue that. <clears throat> uh, let's take a break for a moment because, uh, Getting a call on the Manscaped phone here. And uh, I want to thank the sponsor of this episode. Raj, how's your grooming game going now that we're coming into November? I've been kind of lazy lately. You can see my Wait. face. It's uh, <laughs> haven't shaved in like a week. Why November, though? Is November like a festive shaving season for you, Glenn? For some people, it's no-shave November. Uh, I don't I don't believe in that personally, although I, my face might tell you otherwise. Uh, but no, I think it's the holiday season, Raj. And I know you like to have a big jolly Santa beard. As we go into <laughs> December. Absolutely. You know, it helps. You put on the suit. You come down the chimney. And it's not like a dark gremlin situation. It goes successfully every year. But I think just, you know, in COVID, you got to keep uh, things on point, man. <clears throat> got to get your grooming game going on. You know? Yeah. You know, for those times when you pop off your shirt on the Wrestling Inc. podcast, mm-hmm. you want to be looking sharp on, uh, you know, on point with it. And Manscaped. Manscaped, it's pumpkin season. And uh, when you want to take care of your pumpkins. Manscaped. Let's not forget it's the best trimmer for uh, your entire body. Everything that matters. Head to toe. 
Justin Labar likes to use the same razor head to toe. I have two different ones, one for up top, one for downstairs. And the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin safe technology, which helps reduce grooming accidents. Uh, Tis the season to be jolly, and no one is jolly if you are bleeding out your junk. Manscaped is going to prevent that from happening with the ceramic blade, this no nick technology, uh, the skin safe technology that really helps you get a perfect, perfect trim every time. Plus, they have their new weed whacker, the ear and nose hair trimmer that also has a skin safe technology for trimming those delicate hairs of yours. They also have the crop care kit, which includes the crop preserver, the deodorant, the cleanser, the mop, the wipes everything you need even the foot doser deodorant if uh you know let's face it your feet do stink and it's important it's a free gift the foot uh duster deodorant you gotta you gotta try that you gotta get that going on plus they have the manscape refined cologne which is a cost-effective way to smell clean and fresh for for your date or just if you're staying at home plus the crop cleanser hair and body wash designed with aloe vera sea salt to leave your skin fresh moisturizing reinvigorated now of course all these formulations are vegan cruelty free dye free sulfate free and paraben free so you know that your manhood's in good hands and you can get 20 percent off plus free shipping at manscape.com with our code raj what's that code it's code inc inc for wrestling inc save save 20 percent off get free shipping at manscape.com with that code inc make it a priority and great news they have just released their products in the uk canada and australia as well so it's not just americans that can take care we manscaped is spreading grooming worldwide to all the countries so are you trying to paint the picture that other foreign countries um male demographic does not shave themselves uh, you know, there are terrible down stereotypes under, out there. Down under? And yes, I think down under. <laughs> Matt just talking his disembodied voice. It's like a Beckett play. Uh, no, I think <laughs> that uh, now, <laughs> yes, down under, you could take care of your down under. Manscaped is awesome. And I want to remind our audience of this when they hear us do these ad reads. We overshare. We get awkward. Raj pops his shirt off from time to time. It is November. Manscaped is deciding where they're going to spend their ad dollars next year. I just want to remind you, when you buy things from Manscaped.com and you use that code INC, they take note of that. So if you want the awkwardness to continue into 2021 here on the Wrestling Podcast, go and stock up. And their boxer briefs, I've replaced all of my underwear with their boxer briefs. They're incredible. Highly recommend those if you haven't tried them yet. Send Check them it out. Me. It's good Send stuff. Me some. They sent you a pair before. I want yours. <laughs> Matt Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> I think Matt Morgan just asked me for my worn underwear. Go to manscaped.com slash INC. I'll put those in a Ziploc and uh, FedEx them to Longwood, Florida, Matt. Save uh, that 20% off plus free shipping. Manscaped.com. Use that code INC. We thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. So right. let's get back to the show tonight and talk about the New Day versus the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits. New Day coming out in Gears of War gear. I think uh, this is probably the best uh, video game homage since the yes. Road Warriors came out dressed as Pac-Man and Ms. Pac-Man that time back in the 80s. Uh, this oh was God. very, very solid. This was very predictable. Not predictable in a bad way, but in a good way. Raj, you said it the other night. Like, we don't care about this. We don't even need to know the storyline. Once that bell rings, this is going to be a really good match. Re- really good psychology, uh, well executed, everything. And it was. It gave us that. It was action-packed, great match between real, two really good tag teams. It was awesome. And, uh, yeah, Street Profits winning. So you had SmackDown win all the champions versus champions matches. And, uh, and man, you know, that, that Montez Ford... When, one day star. when he turns heel, he's going to be a yeah, he's going to be a superstar. He yeah. he has it all, everything. So, yeah. It's 
crazy because uh, I feel bad for Angelo Dawkins. Sorry. What about me too? A little. Bit. Yeah. But man, at the end of the day, you know, stars, you know, they step out from you know their partners' shadows, so to speak, um, that hold them back every once in a while. I'm not saying it'd be disrespectful. I'm saying because this is how it works. To be fair, <clears throat> what about what it must be like under that roof of just nothing but charisma in that household? No, <laughs> Bianca and Montez. Like seriously, how do you have? Re- they have to. I guarantee you, they get a reality show. They're way <laughs> yeah. they charismatic. Can you name a, a more charismatic husband and wife? I can. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're good. They're I mean, really good. In WWE, no. I mean, I'm trying to think. and I'm thinking in general, dude. I mean, in general, entertainment. Actors, actresses, like, seriously. You just ever complain about this to your wife and be like, why aren't we more charismatic? Can you imagine what's up. going on Pick right now? Up. Let's go. Stop being so shy. <laughs> Start telling one-liners and be waiting and tell some jokes. What are you doing? <laughs> No, I, I agree. I mean, they're fantastic. They should have a reality show. I've sat through episodes of Ms. and Mrs. And I think that uh, Bianca and Angelo, Angelo, uh, or pardon me, Montez would Montez. be a fantastic. Uh, Angelo is unfortunate. I mean, Angelo has been grind. He grinded in NXT for like five, six yes, years. Yes, he did pay his dues. Come he up. Dues. I mean, um, it's just tough, though. And he holds his own. But Montez is just such a superstar. He steals every scene he's in. He stole that commercial that Ric Flair was in. Yeah. Did you guys see that? Montez yeah. still stole that too. Yeah. He's good, man. Yeah. And this match, this kind of got the pay-per-view on track because that, you know, those two <clears> opening <throat> matches. I would have kicked the match, the show off with this, don't you think? Yeah. Like something hot just to, yes. that you know is going to be Action really good. Packed. Yeah. I agree. Oh, it was really good. And the Street Profits getting that win tonight. Um good win Really solidifying because, I mean, after you yeah. had New Day for weeks telling them, saying that they're like the bootleg the generic, the great value yes. New Day, yes. for them to get that win, I think was super important. Yeah, it was. It was. But this was a very good match. I mean, I think, and this uh, raised the bar for the pay-per-view tonight, and uh, I think many other matches uh, met that expectation. It's just, it's unfortunate the Survivor Series matches were just sort of like nothing. They, sh- they should just get rid of them. There's no, there's no reason to even have them anymore. You know, back in the day when they first introduced the Survivor Series, that was like the only time you saw the big names facing each other. So it was really cool. But now you see them on TV every week. It's it's just no yeah. purpose. Unless you're going to have stakes, then there's no purpose. But it's interesting that Biggie. Okay, so Biggie coming out to the ring with New Day, it's like we just separated hey. these guys. They had their farewell like three weeks ago. I know. I know. Hey, yeah. before we move on, can I give a shout out to one of our very loyal listeners, Jeremy Moses? He's been helping me. Uh, deal with uh, some uh, social media issues nice. that he's very smart and I'm very dumb on. Thank you very much, Jeremy, for your help. And thanks for always watching our show. Nice. Thank you. Very cool. Our fans are the best. Uh, in fact, Chris Pantaleo the other night recommended that Nickelodeon documentary, which we watched last night. Oh, the Orange years. It. Send it to me. Uh, it's on it. iTunes. You have to like rent it on Amazon or iTunes. It was a couple bucks. It was really good. I'll say my one criticism though is I felt old. They opened and they talked about you can't do that in television for like five minutes, and then it was just jumped ahead to uh, "Hey, dude!" and "Salute your shorts" and Pete and Pete and Clarissa yeah. explains it all. Okay, so I didn't really watch yeah. those. Clarissa watches explains it all. I watched like a little yeah. bit. The stuff on all that was interesting. Like I wasn't bored during it, but a lot of it I was kind of like I wish they spent more. They did talk about Double Dare a fair amount, which was good. Hmm. Mm-hmm. As a kid, that was my dream to go on Double Dare. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
Absolutely. Uh, so back to the show tonight. Uh, oh, again, I was going to say Biggie uh, coming out with them, but Biggie did not play a factor in this match. He didn't turn on the New Day like a lot of people speculated. Um, I, I don't see why people would even speculate it. SmackDown, they need baby faces. They need people they, for to face do. Roman, and there's no one better than but, Big E. But they've not built him properly to do that yet. Right. And I, yeah. I hope they don't make that mistake and book him against him anytime soon. Yeah. I have no clue what they're doing with Big E right now. I'm hoping that Friday we get the start of him in a meaningful feud and program. Th- we will. I, I, I almost guarantee we will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we need something. But I think that's the thing. It's, you know, the the thing is, they have so much um, capital. They have so much invested in uh, New Day that you can't really split them up, right? Because if they're doing the video game stuff, they're doing the licensing stuff. They're still a huge draw. I don't know. I just think uh, it doesn't feel real. Yeah, and and also you don't want to be building Biggie up for Roman yet. While Roman has this match coming up with Drew, but now that that's over, I mean, who else do they got right now? So uh, you you need I to start building baby faces up. Four months away from him, five months of just crushing people. This is their fault. They should have been doing that the minute he got drafted to this show. Yeah, should have been once once every week. He I don't care if it's squash matches. Yeah, just kill people. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Jared Wilson uh, with the super chat saying that five on five men survivor series match outside of Rollins and AJ Styles. That is by far the weakest lineup. I think I've seen no star power at all on the men's survivor series. I mean, you had AJ, AJ and Braun you know, uh, used to be <laughs> Seth. Uh, yeah. Seth, uh, Keith Lee. Who's not power. there yet, but yeah. yeah, he's not there yet. Um, he's right. I'm, this is pretty yeah. weak star power. Yeah. Lisa's saying, okay, show so many missed opportunities, though, and stupid endings. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Uh, so let's talk about this. Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Bobby picking up a pretty easy win here. Sami trying to escape, getting thrown back in, and then submitting. Yeah. I mean, this was exactly what I thought it would be. Um, they're not going to have Sami Zayn beat Bobby Lashley. No. So, yeah, I mean, it was to give Bobby a dominant win. He looked good. They did kind of cheat a little at the end, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. At the end, they were outside the ring. Sammy complained that MVP tripped him. The referee turned around, said he didn't see it. And when the ref's back was turned, then MVP threw Sammy in the ring, and then Lashley got the full Nelson to get the win. Mm-hmm. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yep. Sammy, though, still on fire as a heel. Still one of the most entertaining things in the company. Yes. Uh, Let's talk about this. Some people are saying this is one of the best matches of the year, what we saw tonight. The Raw Women's Champion, Asuka, versus SmackDown Women's Champion, Sasha Banks. And Sasha getting a much-needed, decisive, clean win at the end of this match. This is what I predict. Lots of people predicted. It's exactly what she needed. Exactly what she needed. Very strong win. But a very well wrestled match, a top whatever you want to call it match of the year. I would even argue um, one of the better matches of the year for sure. Um, this is really good. This is really good. What else do we say about it? Yeah, no, it was fantastic. And I think uh, it was nice that you won clean. It was a little bit of a surprise. It was a quick uh, roll up out of nowhere. But um, Sasha looked like 
she deserved to be in the ring. And the problem is they've had her get these championship wins in the past, and then they're so quick to punk her out with uh, losses. Somebody beating her, yeah. 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 Uh, this was good. No Bailey interference, no Carmella interference. Sasha won this match. I was surprised by the no Carmella interference. I was yeah. surprised by the no Carmella interference. Yeah, it was like they wanted they wanted to make sure to do nothing a consequence, to, you know, that so you could completely forget about this pay-per-view by tomorrow. Hmm. But um yeah, yeah, I thought it it was a good showing for Sasha. Sasha, it seems like they're finally uh going with her for reals. Like it's not just a, you know, they're quickly changing their mind and I think part of it probably has to do with the the ratings that they've been doing on SmackDown and and they've been a hot show. Yeah. It's been good. She was good tonight. This was good. I mean, with Asuka, I don't think this hurts Asuka at all. No. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Um, so where do they go from here, though? So who's facing Asuka next at the next pay-per-view? Do we have any sense of who her challenger is going to be, Rush? Uh, no. No. Um, you know, this is around the, the time of year when they just kind of throw stuff at the wall because the big stuff's now going to happen in January with the Rumble. Yeah. So... Uh, I, I mean, maybe who knows Peyton Royce, you know, like uh, someone like that. Okay, I'm sure we'll know more tomorrow because uh, tables, ladders, and chairs three weeks away. It's uh, December twentieth, I think. December twentieth, so late into the year for a pay per view. Yeah, it's a throwaway pay per view. I know. Why do they have to do these, Raj? Do they have cable contracts? I mean, they do have you know contracts overseas and everything, but oh, okay, yeah, okay, there you have it. So uh, after this match, uh, oh, uh, the Gobbledygooker won the twenty four seven title on the pre show, and then uh, Akira Tozawa got it back. Then our truth got it back tonight. I po- I popped for that because that's about the level that damn title's on. So. <laughs> do you think it's gonna be weird though that that character because he did have his debut with the undertaker i feel like every time the undertaker has a milestone they feel like they're being really clever saying you know tonight's also the 30th anniversary of the debut of this character um i just feel like it's it's not funny anymore yeah you know yeah. this was this was this was a pay-per-view that my parents they made me earn money to buy it and so me and my friends went wash cars and we were we were so excited about what's in the egg and, and, you know, like our imaginations were going wild. I was thinking it was going to be Andre the Giant and uh, in the egg. And then when you watch the pay-per-view and then it was the gobbledygooker, I remember just being so pissed. And uh, But then The Undertaker debuted and that made up for everything, which was pretty badass. So, anyway, my gobbledygooker story. <laughs> like, I was, like I was there. <laughs> Um, women's <laughs> traditional five on five elimination match team raw, which was Nia Jack, Shayna Baszler, Lacey Evans, Payne Royce, and Lana versus team SmackDown, Bailey, Natalia, Liv Morgan, Ruby Ryan, and Bianca Belair. Uh, so Lana never got tagged in. She somehow ended up being the sole survivor. High points of this match, uh, Peyton taking out Bailey. I thought was really good. Although kind of amazing that with Bailey, um, she would get taken out first on the SmackDown team. Um, I thought it was weird what they did with Shayna where Ruby Riot essentially pinned Shayna for five seconds, but because she was passed out, they didn't count it. Um, and then got tapped out. And then uh, Bianca getting some good offense in at the end before uh, being counted out. So I don't know, Matt, what'd you think of this match? Meh. Meh. Some, 
people are going to say, oh, there's some really good shine shots. Like, you'll, you'll say that for Bianca and so on and so forth. But this was not, this was a nothing burger for me. A complete nothing burger. Yeah. And I think, so we came down to Bianca, um, Shayna, and Naya, and, and Lana. And, and Bianca was just looking awesome. And then, but she didn't have, she didn't pin anyone in this match. And, yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, Shayna had the choke on her, wouldn't let go. So Shayna got disqualified. Uh, and then Bianca and Naya fought outside the ring. She did a back, you know, she, uh, Threw Nia over the rails, but they both got counted out, which led to Lana being the sole survivor. But I just thought this was one of those opportunities where Bianca was on fire, and they could have really given her something by getting her the win, as opposed to going for comedy by having Lana win. And so they she, chose comedy over kind of putting in a shine on a new star. Here's here here's my. Bianca rant and point of view on this matter. I think you agree with me. Uh, we haven't seen Bianca wrestle like a full-on banger classic five-star match yet. But then again, she hasn't shown any flaws in her game. She always seems like a credible and competent opponent. She's got a lot of flair in the ring. She's got a lot of flashy moves. She's got more charisma. I think more just raw charisma than I'm going to say this than any other woman on the roster. And probably yeah. most of the men. I'm going to say, you know what, the men too. Yes. She's the most charismatic person in the company. Yes period um yes. they need to start giving her some big matches if she's a little green still they can work that no, out but no. we, we, we've seen much greener be thrust yeah. into crazier situations bigger situations i go to a great collie versus undertaker are you shitting me mm-hmm. you can't you can't pull out something for her and give her a 20 minute match 15 minute match versus a bailey or one of these upper echelon talents and yeah. put her but over and win. Yeah, give like, her a real story with a real yeah. stakes and a real payoff. And she doesn't have to face Oscar for the championship. Don't do that. That's probably no, a no. mistake. Well, she, she, they're on different brands. Um, okay, or uh, face Sasha. Or yeah. when I'm saying she doesn't need to chase the right. title. Right. No, but no, give her the, a real built. feud. She yeah. needs to be built like you would, like when Brock first showed up. You need to build. You need to build her. Yeah. Every week, uh, something new. Yeah, absolutely. Justin Lopez with the super chat saying, "What a waste! You could have given Bianca a huge rub by eliminating Nia and yes. Shayna, but you wasted on a running yes. gag. Accomplishes yeah. nothing exactly." Of course I agree not. with that. Um, Me too. Jared Wilson saying, "All these twenty four seven title wins from our truth are going to make him the most decorated <laughs> champion in company history at the rate they're going with this." They will <laughs> until they get rid of that title. So maybe like in two or three WWE encyclopedias, that may be true. Oh, then yeah. after that, no. Tammy pointing out that Lacey's first feud was for the title. Bianca's ready. I think that hurt Lacey to have. Do you her... think that helped? La- yeah, I was just gonna say yeah. that. That absolutely hurt Lacey. Yeah, are you kidding me? Well, and they teamed her up with Baron Corbin against Seth and Becky. That was just you don't want dumb. that. You can't be listen. You can't be a mark for the championship. You cannot. I mean that. Right. Let me fi- let let let, oh, let let me finish my thought before we go to the chat again. Um. I mean, fans, not just the wrestlers, but the fans, too. You guys got to remember, that thing is a prop. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I mean it when people is like, let's just put our favorite talent into the championship match. And before they're ready, you don't want that. If that's your favorite talent or someone you really respect and you want to see the best for, you don't want that. You don't want them put into a position that they're not ready for. Because guess what? It's flame on, flame off. Just as quick. And then they're lost in the shuffle. Lacey Evans should be a multi-time freaking champ right now. 
It annoys me to no end when I'm watching her charismatic as hell, staying in her character, going on this uh, um, uh, veteran makeover show where she is a star in then some. If you guys haven't seen it, um, she does like these veteran makeovers on homes. Right. Um, military makeover. She, military makeover. She is so damn charismatic. She's in her mm-hmm. gimmick the whole time. She looks a million bucks. She's a former badass in real life, a real life hero. And look what they did to her. They you know? screwed her over big time, in my opinion. Not on purpose, but they, they that's what happens, in my opinion, when you put someone in a title situation way too quickly instead of building them. Yeah. And 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 this is Bianca, they've got to build. Start yeah. feeding people to her, give her more promos, get her in the middle of the well, that's not having fans in the arena, but um get her more promo time. Things like that, so she she can show like even those vignettes, you guys. Was this her working out and not working some dude in the gym all the time? Are you kidding me? She is so charismatic. You need to be putting her in situations where she's clowning people, yeah, because she's hilarious. Um, and then matches feed her people. Yeah, yeah. it's not hard. Tammy says, "Think they're going to do uh, Bianca versus Bailey? That'd be interesting. I don't know though. I mean, Bianca needs to win whatever feud she's in. Yeah, and she has good... to beat her." And Bailey's so good, that'd be a good way for her to get more experience. Too. Oh, and, and... yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, interesting. Matt Wyman, $5 saying, talk match of the year, thought Io Rhea was better on Wednesday. How was that? I haven't watched that yet. No, it was a very good match. He's yeah, not yeah. fully wrong. That was a very good match. <laughs> yeah, no, that was really okay. good. Oh, sorry. Uh, Jackson Collins saying, the 24-7 belt, it's a comical co- concept. Mm-hmm. It's a slam my award. Uh, nothing more. Fans let it be that. Yeah, you I mean, slam your own order. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's so much talent. There's so much talent in the women's division, and I feel like they're making some weird choice <clears throat> with who they're showcasing. They yeah. are. This booking decision. Let's be very clear. This is up there. Back when I was wrestling there, and they're making the women still do bra and panty matches. That's the way I took tonight's finish, which is 20 steps backwards. Let's do something funny. No. You're the most talented (laughs) division you've ever had. You have a stud that's ready to print you money. Literally, she's right there. All this money in her hand, ready to hand it to you, Vince. I say, here you go, boss. And you're like, no, I'm good. You knock it out of her hands. Instead, you want to tell fart jokes. Yeah, because SmackDown. That's literally the analogy. Yeah, SmackDown isn't giving the women enough to do outside the title, and on Raw, I don't know how they look at the talent on Raw and say Nia, Shayna, and Lana is the story we should be telling week in and week out. Good. All right, our our friend Johnny Hex is uh, saying he's out, and he's going to have some Steve Weisers. Have a good (laughs) night, man. Thank you. Uh, so after that one, oh, oh, Jackson meant the slammy. So the twenty four seven title is like a slammy. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that makes sense. We know Jackson. I was just joking. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, the main event, yeah, the last match. match of the night: Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman going over, having Jay Uso interfere a teensy bit, uh, but Drew passing out to win. So. I don't know. I mean, this Drew is still pa- a defense. I'm sorry. Drew, say the whole thing again. Drew passing out to him. So Drew passing out. So he never tapped out. So I understand they're still feeling they made Drew look strong. But Raj, let me ask you a question. After that promo Roman cut Friday, 
Like there's no way to come out of this. I told no you that, come out of that. Yeah. there was nothing he can do because he wasn't going to win the match. Yeah, there, there's nothing good for him in this. And that, but that promo Friday, like, just buried Drew in my opinion. But you know what? You got to be able to hang. I'm sorry. You yeah. got to be able to hang. Just like Cena ate up Roman. Roman ate up him. You got to hang. You got it's your job. You have to be able to hang. Yeah, Roman. Uh, I mean, this was the right, you know, the right move in my opinion. No question. Roman win. No question. Um, and you know, you, you did have the outside interference. There was a referee bump. Jay Uso ran down. They yep. uh, they hit the super. He hit the super kick. Roman hit, uh, and then Roman put him in that that submission. Uh, really good match. I mean, I thought they worked great sure. together. And but that... they pro- they protected him actually. I will say, Glenn, more than I thought they they were going to. I thought Roman was going to steam. Not it'd be like a 15, 20 minute match, but it'd be nothing but Roman whipping his ass the whole time and then banning him cleanly. I did not think Uso and whatnot. I didn't think that would be the finish. So yeah. I I will say they did protect him as much as they possibly could without harming Roman, getting a very big win here and looking like Roman. Yeah. Yeah. While while Vance in the storyline of Roman and his cousin. Mm-hmm. I just I think about Friday and uh what we saw uh Friday night and Roman's promo. And I don't even remember if Drew said anything in response to that, but in my mind he was like Papa Doc at the end of Eight Mile, where he's like, I had no comeback to that. Like Dude. he just looked like a chump. Yeah. Good reference, by the way. Um <laughs> it's a great movie. Um, it is. But yeah, you're right. I, 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 it's the talent's fault, though. I've been in that spot before. Go back and watch my st- promo with Steiner. Like, he said something about my wife. Like, what the hell? Why am I not saying nothing? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. I was told by the writers at the time, you're going to get it back with your win at the pay-per-view this Sunday. I'm like, <laughs> okay. You know? So, like, you got to be able to, you got to be able to hang. You cannot wait for someone to write it for you because when you do that, that's what happens. You don't freeze. You're like, well, wait a minute. He's not. That's not what we said in the script. Why? Why is this guy saying this? Well, if he's, you know what I mean. You gotta say, well, he's gonna say that. I'm saying this, yeah. and I'll answer for it later. But think about this tonight. So we saw the two brands go head to head. So Monday Night Raw tomorrow night has the champion that couldn't hang on the mic. And that ultimately didn't win tonight against Roman. Yes. We've got yes. the tag team champs that lost against the Street Profits. We've got the comedy uh, Lana, the sole survivor yep. on the women's side. And then on the men's side, we've got the Skipper Fireface, uh, you know, and all the other stupid nicknames. Like, Raw's not exactly looking. No, it's not. Like I the love hot it. show right now. I love it. Yeah. I hate covering it, but I love it because I, I, I want to see SmackDown be the flagship show. Yeah. yeah, Samantha with a good point. Samantha QT saying one positive is that Lana didn't go through a table. That is, got, oh, it's common. the table. The table well, got the night off. Neither did Drew, but they tried. Uh, they, no, they broke it. Did they break it? it yeah. On the second, he did the uh, Samoan drop through the table. How much that be, Samantha- Matt? Have you ever had to do that a second time? No. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, way too this- much. <laughs> it seems like they've reinforced those tables because remember last week with Orton and Drew, they could not break that thing. I. I- don't have an answer as to why that even happened. I don't. I don't get it. Yeah. James Curtis, five euros, saying, I felt like Drew Roman was similar to Brock and Daniel Bryan. Both got stuff in, both looked strong, and even though you knew Roman was winning, Drew looked good. Drew looked good, okay. but it's... I don't know, man. Hey, you well, know, you, when I... Oh, go ahead. What is it you're saying, Glenn? I'm saying Drew, want, okay. I'm sorry? Do you want Drew? Did you want Drew to win? Do you think Drew should have won this? 
I thought that he got some offense in, and he looked like he could definitely hang. But there's a difference. Mathematically, Raj, I think you pointed this out on Survivor Series, Daniel Bryan versus Brock. There is just no way to explain with science, physics, and math how Daniel Bryan, unless he's going in there and it's like Luke and the Ranker pit in Jabba's Palace, like Daniel Bryan's pulling off that win, right? Okay. With Drew, what I'm saying is Drew, in my mind, yeah. Roman Reigns has made Drew McIntyre look small in stature, small in status, and small in physicality. And that is not good for your champ. No, it's not. But can I tell you something? It's fantastic for Roman Reigns and the whole company as a whole because he's their top dog. He really is. And and it shows that he's even – he really is on his own level right now. And he proved it in that promo. Yeah. And, if you know, SmackDown is the most important show being on Fox. I mean, you know, Raw and USA, that's USA's only hit. You know, USA's only hit is is Raw and NXT, whereas Fox, you know, they had they do 15 million viewers the night before with uh, the NFL. So it's a lot more important to have your biggest champion, the most important champion on SmackDown. And Roman is that guy. And, you know, on that that SmackDown promo, uh, when they were sitting there, Drew and Roman, I'm just like, Roman is just so much more interesting as a character. Yeah, and uh, it's it's just that's just how it is, and it's better to push and, and promote your interesting characters more he, than the ones that aren't as interesting. And, and he's gotten better. That's the thing. Remember, he choked versus Cena in that promo. Yeah. yeah. Look how the tides have turned. He's improved immensely. Right. Well, and they wouldn't have done this to Orton. Um, so I think that it's, it's it wouldn't have worked the same. You're yeah. right. It would not have. Uh, Billy Curtis, $5 saying Taker should have gotten into a casket and have the Druids carry it out. Would have been a cool ending. Jeez, Billy uh, Curtis. What the hell's wrong with you? Morbid much? And we, they buried AJ. They buried AJ at WrestleMania in the Boneyard match, you know? Yeah. Uh, Tina pointing out that Roman's the most interesting thing on WWE TV. I mean, he's on fire, man. Yeah. Yeah, he is. That's good. And uh, the thing with him and Jay making up after he was mad at Jay for losing the Survivor Series match. I mean, very Michael Corleone. I mean, he's Michael Corleone. It's good. It's good storytelling. Very good storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about this final farewell to The Undertaker. We touched on it at uh, the beginning of the show. We had Shane McMahon come out. We had Big Show come out. JBL, Mick Foley, The Godfather, The the Godwin, <clears throat> Savio Vega, Rikishi, Kevin Nash, Booker T, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Triple H, Kane. Kane in full uh, gear coming out tonight. Uh, they're all standing in the ring. We get a video package, the retrospective on The Undertaker and um, – then we have Vince McMahon. Which, if you haven't seen it, you got to see that music video. Very well it's done. awesome. Very well done. Uh, and then Vince McMahon coming out and introducing uh, The Undertaker, talking about uh, all everything he, uh, that Undertaker did in WWF and WWE. Um, it was very heartfelt. And, very and he, was holding, he was holding back. He was holding back tears at the beginning of it. And yeah. he still got his gravelly, you know, voice. Right. He did Undertaker's uh, entrance perfectly. Yeah, yeah, it was perfect. (laughs) No, it was very nice. And then a very long taker entrance, starting with his theme being played on Tesla coils. I thought that was cool. Yeah, Yeah. that's different. Different. Then Trish Hunter loved the portal effect they did uh, with him coming in. I thought it was good. Uh, It was interesting. I mean, yeah, when they had the little swirl on the screen, it looked like he was stepping out of uh, like a time tunnel or something. I gotta watch it again. I didn't yeah. get that. 
Undertaker, cool. it's not even close. He's had the greatest entrances of any wrestler ever in, in pro wrestling. Not, not on, even close. Yes. Not even close. Who would be second? Triple H has some pretty dope ones. Yeah, Triple H has had some at WrestleMania. Yeah, at WrestleMania. Hulk Hogan, though. As far as the fans losing their mind and Real Americans, the best song maybe ever of all time. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and, and Ultimate Warrior. But but as far Ultimate as... Warrior. But he changes his entrance, you know, for the big shows. You know, Undertaker Nobody. as far as changing Undertaker's it up. Undertaker's number one. I'm just trying to think yeah. of other people to right. compare. Mm. Yeah. So Boogeyman. Taker... Boogeyman. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so Taker in the ring, he said some words. We had a hologram Paul Bearer at the end. That was awesome. That was that was awesome. That almost gave me chills. I got a little misty eyed. How well they no, did that, that. Definitely did. Definitely did. It was good. Uh and then he he walked off there. I mean, it was very interesting. I think that um he, he, was, crouched. Home... he was crouched there for quite a while. He was crouched there, right? And yeah. I'm looking at his face, like he doesn't look like he's finally holding back tears, although I really can't see to be perfectly fair. Oh, Bray Wyatt's coming. Like and that's the thing. Seconds, I, can't I know. Why it's coming. That's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem with this whole thing. Is I'm thinking about it now, saying, "Okay, there was no swerve, there was no surprise. Let's judge it for what it was, knowing that it was a beginning, a middle, and an end." And I liked it. The problem was, it stepped on its own thing that we all got up in our heads, saying, yeah. "Is something going to happen? Is there going to be a surprise? What's the angle here?" I didn't yeah. think it was going to be. The only thing I thought is maybe. Uh... Maybe the retribution comes out and they get beat up by oh, Taker. Oh, see the joke slam, yeah. Yeah, just um, just to kind of destroy some you, guys. But, but you see, what the, what didn't help is that they keep putting him in these interview situations, in which he keeps saying, he said it tonight in the Snoop Instagram Live thing. Like, is there one person that you'd like to wrestle or that that you that you could pass the mantle on to? You know, and he said Bray Wyatt. Uh, what's his name? The Fiend. Yeah. yeah. You know, and he put him over huge that character. I'm like. Yes, it's going to happen tonight, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I think you have to kind of judge it uh, separate from watching it live. Because watching it live... But, bro, his answer needs to be nobody. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody. I'm never coming back. I'm done. I had a great career. Nobody more. We got some good talents here. Let them fight it out and let them fight amongst the mantle, amongst themselves. Yeah. No, but then people expect it even more. Or if he said, like, if it was 10 years ago, I would have liked to have faced The Fiend if I, if I was 10 years ago. Right, something like that. Right, right, yeah. right, yeah. It's like, Now Matt, where it sounds like he's chomping at the bit to face The Fiend. Mm-hmm. I mean, Matt, you've had to issue a lot of denials about ever coming back to the ring. And, I mean, yeah. and you and you were retired, but you did come back to TNA, like, uh, or to Impact. <laughs> just so my ago. son can see me wrestle. There's a difference. I know. But I'm just saying, like, this is I a business coming where... Back coming back. But this is a business right. where never has no meaning. Well, look, Shawn Michaels, when he retired, that was he meant for that to be the real deal. Like, he yes, had no he intent. Did. And yes, he, he did, did come out of retirement for a match with that Saudi Arabia I, I, match. I still consider him retiring the right way and leaving on a yeah. good note, you know. I think he did it the right way. Yeah. I don't count the Saudi Arabia crap. Yeah, that that really sucked. Um, James Curtis is asking about Roman uh, which takes me to my next question. What, what is he writing you? A paragraph where he's starting it off? As, <laughs> like, it feels like I'm reading it like on a 17 paragraph. Which then takes me to my next question. How close is Roman to getting to the next level? As in superstar level. Does he need a good face to fight? Dear James Curtis. He is at superstar level. 
He's at super duper, super duper 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 star level. He's on an island by himself, and then there's the rest of the company right now, in my opinion. But I do think him, if The Rock were to come back for that match, that would well, be... Well, he's not on that level. Come on. No, but I mean, that would be, he would get be raised up even more. if, if he Of course he would. Yeah. Gee, you think? Matt, Matt, you should really be doing uh, press conferences in the city of Longwood and answering questions from people because you love that so much. <laughs> I'm taking it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's all, it's all <laughs> Peter Bahi, a good friend of the show, saying Bruce Love, uh, Bruce, Bruce Love, Brother Love. Love should have introduced him like 1990. Oh, God, uh, no. Yeah, you don't want to make it comical. Bruce, Bruce oh, sorry. Over again. No. <laughs> Antoine Fair pointing out Cena had some pretty good uh, entrances. Yeah, he did. Good point. Uh, Jared Wilson saying, one of the sad things about this pay-per-view was seeing Rude and Nakamura in a pre-show battle royal. Both would be better off mm-hmm. back in NXT at this point, I feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that whole pre-show battle royal was just like sad, broken opportunities. and Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah. I haven't finished man. SmackDown yet. Was Lars Sullivan on there this past No, week? he was not. Hmm. Nope. No, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> It's horrible. I'm sorry. I'm I, I like Lars. I don't like the stuff they're giving him. Same here. Same here. This was a good pay per view tonight. After but the, the expectations. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but I keep thinking about it. And it's like, yeah, I really have to go back and watch the Undertaker thing and think about, okay, this isn't. There's no surprise, no suspense. Enjoy it for what it is. <clears throat> and that's the problem with wrestling. That's the problem with wrestling as fans is that. Yes. 90% of our fandom is speculating about trying to be, we, take a step ahead of what's going to happen. And, and this is the one business in which it could be a death of one of the most beloved, multiple beloved characters and real life human beings, right? Wrestling will find a way to make it part of storylines. So like, this is like the world, if there ever was one, in which there is no ending. There's always... <coughs> there's... You, do you know what I mean? Like, there's always something to be added. And that's why this one felt a little weird at the end. I agree. Yeah. it's I, I don't know why with wrestling it's this way. But, I mean, Raj, I mean, you've made a living off this. You've made, a, like, a, a livelihood for, for the majority of your life now of people speculating and thinking. It's like, I go to watch a Marvel movie, and I don't think, oh, my God, what are they going to do next? I'm like, Marvel, entertain me. Surprise me. I'm just along mm-hmm. for the ride. But with wrestling, I want to know everything. I want to think everything. Yes. I want to, like, see it through. Yeah, I mean that's that's part yes. of the fun of wrestling. And sometimes when the product itself isn't that interesting, you need to kind of create your mm-hmm. own storylines and possible surprises and outcomes. But I do got to say, if this is you know Undertaker, I don't see him being like Shawn Michaels who makes random appearances all the time and you know appears in front of the camera a lot. I could see him being more like Stone Cold Steve Austin, where if he comes back to TV to do a segment, it'll be once in a blue moon and and not very often. Yeah. And it should be his American badass taker just to maintain. Mm-hmm. The Undertaker retired. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kyrian George, $5. The Fiend is still the best character, in my opinion. Roman's killing it, though. That is weird that tonight, Biggie, yes. The Fiend, uh, Alexa, some of the hottest. It's okay. Yeah, you yeah. don't need them on every show. That's okay. It makes you want to see them more. It's better to have them not be on the show than doing something, something pointless. Stupid. Yes. Yeah. Uh, T Smitty 3000, five bucks, saying I can't wait for Sasha to go full Hollywood heel like The Rock. 
By the way, my favorite Taker memory was how he and JR put Jeff Hardy over in that ladder match. Oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, with Sasha, if you have her turn like Hollywood heel and then have Bianca win the, the Royal Rumble and then that's your WrestleMania match is Bianca versus Sasha. What's Hollywood, he- cool. what, what's Hollywood heel? Do you remember when The Rock turned heel and he turned uh yeah he had the people's tofu and he was super arrogant and and uh yeah 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 but sasha that's no offense guys like that's ben sasha's entire character since nxt right coming out on a hummer she's mm-hmm. a baller she looks like a a, a musician like a, a singer like, like right. she's like a like a star like a singer mm-hmm. give me one give me somebody popular right now glenn uh Nicki minaj Lewid, okay. who's Lua Diva? What's go. her name? Lua Diva. Who you're talking about? No, no, that's I like Nicki Minaj. I mean, that's, a, that's a decent one. So like that, right? Like she's a badass. She shuts everybody up on the mic. She talks crazy smack. Um, looks like a million bucks, mm-hmm. and is rich and reminds you she's rich. You know what I mean? Like that's hasn't that her entire mo? Yeah, but if she adds like a Hollywood star to it, you know, just. So kind of keeping with the same character, but also thinking she's a big shot with the Mandalorian. Wasn't she in like a minute of the Mandalorian? I mean, I haven't yes. watched it yet, but it's not like, I mean, this oh, is more. Oh, I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> Never again. You should be so glad your political opponents did, did not use that against you in campaign ads. Matt Morgan <laughs> lied on his face about having watched the Mandalorian and loving it. We can't trust yes. this man. Yes. That's like exactly. Roman Reigns when he was in Hobbs and Shaw. Like they had really, you know, hyped yeah. that up. And then yeah, I don't think he had a line. I think it was just the. Yeah. You know, he gave like a head nod. Yeah. He did have some lines in that David Spade movie on Netflix. <laughs> well, then you know you've made it. I mean, you know. <laughs> hey, baby. Fans stuff. at home, I want to start a new chart. It's called Glenn Uncomfortable Pauses. I want you guys to chart it down. Every time there's an uncomfortable pause where Glenn's reading his Twitter. No, it's because, do you know sometimes when Matt Morgan has a shit fit when I interrupt him or step on his joke or whatever? No way. You're, you're like this. You're like this, though. Oh, shit. Wrong. I'm uh, looking at the chat. Um, I'm seeing what our chat room has to say. See? Like Chris Pantaleo with his four ninety nine contribution saying mm-hmm. Undertaker should start the ministry again and lead a faction of evil villains like Mumra. Who? What's that? I don't know. Who the fu- Who's Mumra? <laughs> Chris, who the hell is Mumra? Mumra is in the Thundercats. <laughs> so you did know? No, I just Googled it. Oh, okay. Yeah. The problem with doing that, the problem with doing anything with Taker is he would always be the biggest star there. Physically as well. He's taller than everybody, too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, a bunch of kids would be Taker and his kids. Right. He would just overshadow everyone. Yes. <coughs> so, uh, Survivor Series, we were not looking forward to this pay-per-view. At least Matt and I weren't really. A couple matches, uh, that was it. Sure. Sasha and delivered. Roman. For me, Sasha and Roman is all I was looking forward to. This was a four-match slash segment show. The Drew, Asuka, uh, and then uh, New Day, and then the Undertaker segment. The rest is completely missable. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Highly I... suggested you miss all of that stuff. Yes. Yeah. And we'll see what happens tomorrow night on Raw. So uh, we're going to be back here in uh, just under 24 hours to talk about Monday Night Raw. The fallout from Survivor Series. Oh, what's going to happen? What's next for Lana? Will she go through a table? Tune in tomorrow night. 
and yes, find out. Yes, five bucks. I'm betting five bucks. <laughs> yes. There you go. He's at BP Matt Morgan. He's at Raj Geary underscore 303. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. We'll catch you back here tomorrow night on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Bye, guys. <laughs>